I'm Marco Werman, and this is The World, a co-production of the BBC World Service, PRI, and WGBH Boston. You may recall a couple of weeks ago we had a global hit on Syrian wedding singer-turned-rock superstar Omar Suleiman. He was playing at a club near our studios here in Boston. What he's saying, he will never sing any other singer's songs. Well, my translator at the show was Salah Asfura. He is Syrian Christian, an architect, and has lived in Worcester, Massachusetts, since 1992. He says while Syria is often thought of solely as a Muslim country, there are Christians there too. In fact, many say Christianity began in Syria when St. Paul landed in Damascus nearly 2,000 years ago. You know, he was an outlaw, he was a criminal, he was in Damascus, and he converted there in a small place they call it Hanania Church which still exists right now. You can visit it. Now, Syria is officially a secular country with many religious sects, mostly Sunni Muslims, but also Shias and smaller groups like Sufis and Alawites, the ethnicity President Assad belongs to. There's even a very small Jewish community. Christians make up about 10 percent of the country, and they're especially scared right now. Since the uprising and the crackdown began, Asfura told me that his family's daily routine here in the U.S., follows the same pattern. We wake up every morning, you know, I start making the phone calls. It takes me like every day two, three hours just to go through the news, different web page, make the phone calls. And by the time when you're done by, by 10 in the morning, it's really emotionally, it kills you. I will tell you that uh, for the last year, my productivity went down to less than 50%. I just cannot concentrate and, and I do design work, so, you know, it takes a lot of concentration, but uh, it takes a lot, of, you know, from away from your energy. In modern times, Christians have supported the Assad family. Bashar al-Assad and his father Hafez insisted on a secular Syrian state to prevent sectarian violence between Sunni and Shia Muslims and to keep the Islamist forces at bay. That made Christians pretty happy, and it ensured their support for the Assad family. But day after bloody day for the past year, that equation feels increasingly irrelevant for Syrian Christians. Most of Asfura's extended family lives in homes. They've reported to him that parts of homes have been badly damaged, but they're lucky to live in a relatively untouched part of the city. Still, there's a lot at stake for Syrian Christians. When anti-Assad militants entered homes last year, they occupied the oldest central part of the city, a primarily Christian neighborhood. Asfura says when that happened, many Christians there just packed their bags and left. So I asked him, do the militants in Syria have issues with, with the Christian community? Only if you stay in their way. For example, there's a, a town between Homs and Lebanon, Qusair. Qusair is, has been a mixed town, like 50% to Christians and Muslims. So in this town, you know, the militants took over also because it's a, it's a very strategic point for them between Lebanon and Syria to smuggle fighters and weapons and everything else. So some Christian families, actually, they did not show resistance, but they didn't want to work with the fighters. And at least 10 people were killed. The future seems even more grim for Syrian Christians when they recall the example of Iraq just next door after the U.S. invasion. As Fura says, in Syria, like Iraq, the fight could get sectarian at any moment, and Christians would be hard-pressed to defend themselves. In Iraq, 2003, you know, before the, the war of Iraq, there, used, there was no exact numbers, but there used to 
be living in Iraq more than 2 million Christians. Right now, there's less than half a million. And this was under the watch of the American army. When these you know, things happen, Christians have no protection. All you have to do is just send a car bomb to their neighborhood, and they will all leave. They have no weapon, they have no fighters, and they have no international support. They're really insignificant small minority in the Middle East. You know, if you ask me personally, I think that the value of the oil in the Middle East is much higher than the Christian minorities. Salah Asfura, a Syrian Christian living in the United States, which is, for all intents and purposes, a Christian country. But up till now, he says Syrian Christians in the U.S. haven't played that card. They're still fairly confident that atrocities back home won't destroy the Christian population. We still have some faith that's not going to happen to the Christians in Syria. We still have some faith that something's going to happen. Either, you know, it's going to be finished in a military way or they're going to sit at one table and talk and solve the situation. Uh, On the other hand, there's actually, in, in Boston alone, there's four different Syrian churches. You know, in Worcester alone, we have three of them. And uh, all they can do right now is just, you know, collect uh, money and uh, so they can send it over to help families. And uh, that's all they can do right now. Salah Asfura, a Syrian Christian and a resident of Worcester, Mass., reflecting on life of Christians back home.